Sting Kusai. I'm Jukebox here. I'm Scufflewick, and I'm the pretty one. I'm Jukebox. Uh, Jukebox isn't with us today. This is the Sting Kusai. Are you sure? Because you just said you're Jukebox. I remember. No, no, no. Anyways, just going to start again. Jukebox isn't here today, and this is the Sting Kusai. And I'm Scufflewick, and I'm... I don't know if I'm my prettiest right now. I woke up about five minutes ago. <laughs> And I had a case of cat paralysis that I had to overcome. That's good time. Uh, did Stu Bear not want to get off you t- today, you know? Stuart did not want to wake up. He... Stuart's my cat. He's a noisy little shit. We love him. <laughs> but fuck is he noisy. <laughs> did he keep you up last night? Well, the cat this and video games, mostly. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, good times. I'm guessing. I'm guessing you were playing Ark, and Stu, Stu just wanted to sit on your lap, but wouldn't move. It's like fuck you. No, like I got off Ark, and uh, Cuddles and I. I think we played probably until two thirty, probably about two thirty. Um, and then so I get off Ark. Words are hard. Holy shit! Uh, I get off Ark. And then I grab the cat, and like he's just out beside me. The way I have the computer like set up, so the way there. I have the computer set up is I have a desk, um, obviously mouse, monitor, keyboard on top of the desk in the center, and then to the left of it is Stu Bear's bed, and so he lays there while I play video games. And occasionally, if he like wakes up and he's like, "Oh, human, you're still here," I just reach out his paw and like put it on my arm, like, "Hello, I'm here too." So he's fucking adorable. Um, but last night, like, he is out. So I turned the game off, and I'm like, hey, Stu, bedtime, let's go. He's like, meh. So I had to pick him up and carry him into the room. And then, of course, he's second-winded. And so... And then just, just nuts for the rest of the night. For, like, an hour and a half, just meow, meow, meow. So that then a pillow. Fun. Yeah, I was tempted. Um, no, Stewie Burr. So, yeah, Stuart, Stuart's a good cat, but he's definitely a cat, and cats are kind of douchebags. Yeah, but, that's their whole prerogative. Yeah. So, so the other thing is he's learned, well, he thinks he's learned how to use a door handle. Uh, <laughs> and I have a, in, in my bedroom, I've got like a 10-foot by 10-foot bedroom. Um. And the, because I moved the office into the big one, but there's the door, and then beside the door, there's the speaker, the entertainment stand, like, the TV stuff, like, I have home theater set up in my bedroom. Yeah. Um, one of the speakers is right beside the door, like, if you open the door, the, the little latch part on the door that goes into the um, locking mechanism on the wall actually yeah. goes over the speaker. Like, it's it's perfect fit. Um, oh, there's Stuber getting on his bed now. But the problem with that speaker being so close is it's the right height that Stewie will sit on top of it and just, like, smack the door handle over and over. And you know, you've heard when people, like, rattle a door handle, like, that's what he does until I let him out. Yeah, I could see that happening with a cat. Yeah. Especially with Stewie. What fuck is he cute, though? <laughs> I just really like him. 
Dopey uh, cat. Uh, what is a cat? <laughs> hey, bear. Right. Um, so, today, though, we're going to be talking about how we feel about spring. The thing that suppo- was supposedly here more than uh, 30 days ago. But it it's it's still snowing outside. No, so something that people <laughs> don't realize in Alberta, and I'm gonna be talking in Celsius, but I will also um, reference Fahrenheit if if uh, Celsius Fahrenheit conversion scale. Let's do this because then I can make sure it's all accurate. The people that uh, the 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 thing that people don't realize in Alberta. We don't really have seasons. We have weeks. Yep. And sometimes we have hours. So, what was it, a month, month and a half ago? Like, fucking, we're talking middle of... February. February. Yeah, it was February. Um, yeah, I know what day you're talking about. We had, what was it, 16 above? Yeah, 16, 17 uh, Celsius, yeah. So... 16, 17 Celsius is about 61 Fahrenheit. In the middle of February, we went from, uh, I think it was, I think it was about minus 20, um, which would be about 12 Fahrenheit, I think. The conversion chart doesn't go that low. But it went from like um, 0 to like 12 negative, Fahrenheit. That's negative 4. That's negative, negative four. Oh, okay. Four it Fahrenheit. Went, it went from negative four Fahrenheit within 24 hours. It went from negative four to plus 61 Fahrenheit and then back down to 32 Fahrenheit where yep. water freezes. Uh, so it went from, uh, min- what did we say? Our temperature, Celsius? Uh, yeah. We went from 17 to negative 20 Celsius. Oh, yeah, it went from negative 20 to 17 to zero. And, like, I mean, it was 17 or 61 for a few days and then dropped back in. Like, we get just spurts of um, summer. Warm. Yeah, it's it's yeah. weird. So that happened in February. Again, in March, I think we got a couple of nice days at, like, 10 Celsius or 50 Fahrenheit. Um, then we got back to cold. And when we say cold, we're talking about, again, like minus 20 Celsius, minus four Fahrenheit. That's like chilly for us. Minus 40, minus 40. Those two match up Celsius and Fahrenheit. Um, that's our normal in winter where we are. Yep. And like, that's not like, yeah, it's not like, oh, lock the doors no we still go out and do stuff like cuddles and i went skiing one day at i think it was about minus minus 40 temperature and then i think it was another 15 or 20 degree wind chill and we went out to uh out to the hill there i don't know i've been in, i've been in shorts since the middle of february yeah actually so is schultzy schultzy doesn't wear <laughs> pants unless it's like <sighs> minus 50 it, it has to be fucking cold but it is it it gets so cold here so rapidly. If you if you like wearing shorts, if you're waiting for it to be supposedly warm for shorts, you take every wait. fucking opportunity you get. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And you start to acclimatize to it too. Like when people are still wearing sweaters and like 
zero Celsius. I'm 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 like they're wearing sweaters and coats, and I'm sitting here going like t-shirt, shorts, and sandals. Yeah, so like zero Celsius, <laughs> um, zero Celsius. I'll usually have a pair of shoes, socks, uh, obviously boxer shorts, and then t-shirt and a and a hoodie. As long as my hands are warm, um, I'm fine with that. Yeah, and I mean that's that's for up to like oh, five, it... ten, fifteen minutes at a time. <laughs> And if um, my wife doesn't let me do this anymore, but what I used to Probably do, um, <laughs> even if it was like something like negative 20 out and I felt like wearing shorts, all I would do is just put on toques and, and a pair of winter gloves and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, the wife is probably the smarter of you too. I, I produce, I produce a lot of body heat. She's just, just afraid one of these days I'm going to get stuck out somewhere and then be out longer in negative 20 or below. Um, I can survive for a good hour in just t-shirts and shorts no gloves no two just just that i could go barefoot for an hour and be fine because <laughs> that's because you and i are well insulated <laughs> so what she's worried about is um that i would get stuck outside longer and then get start getting frostbite your problem is you would test the hour <laughs> and then after the hour go to let yourself in and realize you locked yourself out the only time I've ever got uh, frostbite, and it was very minor frostbite, I'll point out, like, you know, it's just where it starts tingling, you know? Yeah. It was on my legs once, and it wasn't even, I w- it wasn't even that. It was negative 40-something out that, that night, and my car broke down, and I had to walk, like, mm, probably a good, like, four kilometers. All- I was on the white, white mud in Edmonton, and I had to walk, like, four kilometers down the way. I was in one of those long sections where there's no exits to the exit up and then to the nearest gas station. Yeah, so that's about two and a half <laughs> miles. And Kusai would do that with a smile. Like, yeah, <laughs> He's not like, the smartest. I go, I go walking. I go walking between towns. I've walked, I think the most I've ever walked is probably 30 kilometers in one direction. Uh, yeah, I could see that. And then turn it's, around and walk back. Yeah. It's, and that's you know, when, just... you, when you're doing that between towns, it's totally safe as long as you're like you're you know the people in the area and it's you know a decent day and and you're between towns and cities like not mountain towns we're talking like prairie oh you yeah don't do th- a, yeah <laughs> you don't yeah, do that hiking prairies. Um, yeah so our ground uh, i mean we have bumps, we have coyotes but we don't really have hills oh yeah, yeah we have coyotes they get uh, annoying sometimes yeah we get a lot of coyotes um but like our train locally here is fairly flat. Um if we were to go to yeah, about the ne- an hour and a half, two hours west. Yeah, probably two hours west is when we start hitting mountains. Uh we don't really have foothills up here though. No, yeah, we like I you don't really I know people it's think like that, but you you really flat don't start mountain. <laughs> yeah, people think like okay, Alberta's claim to fame is like the ten percent of mountains we have. In our problem, like really. pro- I'd say the it's oil. Oh, well, the oil, but we're talking about for tourism. They're like, yay! In every postcard you see of Alberta, you see mountains. Mm, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> we put it on our license plate at one point. Um, mountains or West Ed? <laughs> yeah, like I get West Ed, but like the, the mountains, we're like we have Banff, Jasper, done. We are more foothills. Than mountains, and we don't even have that much foothills. Uh, well, I think Calgary is foothills, though. Uh, no, 
Calgary's kind of at the end of the foothills. Oh, so the, the, it's the, west the, side of Calgary is the start of the hills. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I, I've lived in that, that those areas, and trust me, Calgary uh, East is, like, flat as yeah. I'm not. I'm not kidding you. You know we make, we make fun of Saskatchewan, but the moment you get off those uh, those uh, foothills in the southern Alberta, it is flat, mm. like flat, flat. <laughs> nice. Actually, speaking of Calgary, are you going down to the expo this weekend? Oh, I have a. I have a. Maybe no. Uh, I I have an exam this week, but it's on the twenty seventh. So. Oh, that's not bad. You could go down for the other days. We have a hotel. Yeah. We're just gonna. I think we got four people crashing in there. If it's just you, I'm sure you and Cuddles could cuddle. Yeah, we've cuddled before. That's that's the reason why we call him Cuddles. <laughs> well, we called him Cuddles before that, but yes. So <laughs> Cuddles, um, Cuddles is not a small guy. I think he's at about five no. eleven. Um, but he's built like a brick shit house. He was actually uh, MVP in the Alberta Winter Games for football. One year, yeah. Uh, this is for the like sixteen-ish age group. He is a big fucker. Um, like if yeah. he runs at you, y- you don't even run. You just and it, kiss your his, ass goodbye. He he's got a little bit bigger because his mom still uh, feeds him like a farm boy, yeah. but he's not as active as he was in high school. <laughs> so his muscles have turned into insulation. He still has the muscles. It, he all, just also ha- now has just like the They're rest hidden. of us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, we like, can't. We can't. We can't talk. <laughs> between you, myself, and Cuddles, we could probably lift up and carry a smart car a little ways. And we could also drop the suspension. <laughs> yeah, like none of us are small guys, but no. Cuddles well, is just thick. Like he was, he was a I, thick guy before the the pudge started packing on. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's a pretty well broad-shouldered guy and yeah. big bone. So with, with that in mind, um, yeah, this is the guy we call Cuddles. Because he was a football player quite, like, fairly young, um, and, like, he just fucks these guys up when he hits them. He's hit some kids so hard the kid just didn't get back up. So Cuddles turns around, walks back up to him, is like, you okay, buddy? Like, yeah, let me give you a hand. And like helps the guy back up and like walks him. Over. Cuddles is the sweetest guy ever. Just don't get in his way. <laughs> so that's kind of the reason he he's Cuddles. Yeah. But now anyways. my father in law was actually. This is funny that we're mentioning him and and cars. Um, and I had to tell him about our, our my father in law about me and you sitting in uh my wife's little green Fiesta. Oh God! Me, and Scufflewick have sat on one side. Me driving him in the the driver's side back seat, and that thing is legitimately leaning. Yeah, like there <laughs> there was a good lean to that. The other car that I I found it entertaining is um, Major Rager. You know who that is? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Major Rager has an Eclipse. Um, I don't fit in an eclipse. <laughs> I just, I don't. With the seat all the way back, um, the seat then leaned back. My head is still brushing the roof, and my knees are still brushing the dash <laughs> in the passenger oh. seat. Um, and I'm pretty sure that car sunk about three inches when I got in. Like I, uh. j- we're not tiny guys. 
but we're if we want to talk if we want to talk about uh um physics and our weight do you remember the one time we went to the galaxy land and they have that new um uh roller coaster that spins oh the okay and, so each individual car has a rotational axis yeah four um, people sit on two on each side and and it's not locked yeah it just spins so it, to it, your weight yeah it free spins and so Kusai and I tried to sure. sit on the same side. We tried yeah, sitting on the same side and she gave us the little ride attendant gave us a look like that is not happening. Well, that is not happening. We did it anyways. <laughs> um so Kusai and I cuz you were bigger at that time. So Kusai and I oh, yeah. were probably 650 675 pounds at the time. And then uh the misses and then uh Merlin for me. We took uh, the girlfriends at the time, and uh, well, still current girlfriend and now and wife, wife for you. Um, yeah. Those two sat on one side, and they're tiny, like they're not big at all. No, um, like Merlin is normally referred to as shorty or woman, <laughs> which she's apparently not a fan of the second one. But I mean, woman, make me a sandwich, just sounds so much better. <laughs> so we put those two on one side and then Kusai and I are on the other. When we went around turns oh, and, yeah. and, and Kusai and I got that momentum and like the outer swing. Oh, we, we those... made sure it swung. We even lent into it to get a little more. Spin oh, to yeah. It. When it went back to like <laughs> straight track and the like we didn't need to be on one side or the other, it would just fucking spin. And then Ooh. we would hit the other side and it would just fucking spin the other way. Like. Yeah. That was fun. Kusai and I, we do dumb things. I remember one time, you weren't there, but some of my other friends, similar size, we went to a local, uh, like, not like not K-Days or whatever goes on in Calgary for the fair. One of those small community ones, like Devon Days and Beaumont, whatever, and shit like that. Oh, we went yeah. to that, and they had, and they had one of those... Um, Strawberry rides that spin like they're like the teacups, oh. but they're the giant strawberries. I fucking hate and, those. And the guy looked at all of us and he's like, "You guys spin that thing, and I'm kicking you off and calling the police." And we asked like, "Whoa, like why?" He's like, "Because uh, he knew us. We'd been there earlier that day, and we had that thing fucking going like full tilt. Six of us in there, six big guys in there, just giving it as hard as they could." Right? Was I with you? I can't remember if you're with. You might have been, but. It, yeah, I think you might have actually been there with me that day. And um and what ended up happening was we when we left, I guess um another big group came in onto that same uh uh strawberry and spun it so fast it came it unbolted itself and slid off the ride. <laughs> Good old local fairs. <laughs> He did not look happy because I'm pretty sure he's like he couldn't say it was whether it was us that loosened it off to begin with or it was the other group that completely loose, loosened it off. Yeah, <laughs> but he wasn't gonna let it happen again. I'm guessing they're not really easy to put back up onto the ride. <laughs> well, I'm guessing they're not really supposed to come off. Yeah, and uh, as somebody who who's worked as a carny, um. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, seeing shit like that happen gives you an adrenaline rush that you don't want to have. Okay, but hang on, because you say you work <laughs> as a carny. You worked at a um, 
<laughs> well, I mean, it's major city that we're we're not within. But you worked at Fort Edmonton Park. Oh yeah, which has a number of years a, ago, which has a permanently situated um, yes. amusement park. It's and not like these things go up and come down in a day. Yeah, but even still, they're built the same. Like the the Ferris wheel at at Fort Edmonton Park is a 1940s Ferris wheel, which is basically no different than the one that would be in the 1920s. Right. Yeah. Anyways, except the only difference between some models in in that time and the one we were using is some had two levers instead of one. The lever on that one goes uh, new uh, brake neutral in gear. Um, some of the older models had a, a separate one for the brake, so two levers oh, to, okay, to work. Yeah. And that thing slips. It's cable driven. If it gets wet, things slip. So shit goes wrong with that thing all the time. That thing breaks down a lot. Not enough to be dangerous for the for the customers, but just means that we have to do stuff like manual evacuations, or we have to unload people, or we have to be a lot more finicky with the with the balancing than you would with a modern Ferris wheel. Yeah. We had issues with that because we were working on either replicas of old rides or straight up um, restored old rides. So and by by manual evacuations, what Kusai means is they have to physically grab and move the cars on the Ferris wheel. Oh, yeah. And we've been lucky enough that the cable's never broken because I asked the guy who trained us what happens if the cable breaks in that case. A manual evacuation when the cable breaks, which is also your brakes and your power... When the power goes out, then we become the power, but we still have brakes. If that cable breaks, then we actually have to wrap a rope around the Ferris wheel, and people have to actually then manually brake using a rope. You know what, though? That's not that hard. Um, <laughs> yeah, having, but I want having you to... <laughs> done rope rescue professionally, like it's the same same theory, right? Yeah. If you get two or three people, it's real easy to stop the momentum on one of those things. But, I mean, it, it, you it, need two or three big people like us. Well, and let, let me, you need two or three big people to to push the Ferris wheel, right, yeah. at minimum. You need, like, three guys my size to easily push that thing. And we don't have three guys my size there, so it takes, like, about four or five people to, to, to turn that thing. Yeah. And um, it give you an example, there is, when I work there... There is like maybe five guys and maybe four of them were, were of, you know, probably above 150 pounds wet. Yeah. So, and then everybody else was not, not that the girls can't be strong, but I'm going to point out when, when guys above 200 pounds are having an issue, putting their weight into spinning something, having a girl who's five foot to 120 pounds makes that near and possible you know what i mean and to give you an example um <laughs> i heard about this uh one of the managers didn't let go um in time and they kind of lifted off the ground and she was a fairly small woman nice let go we'll catch you <laughs> Wee! <laughs> she just flew right up i guess you know nice. um and you know like it, it's it, it's fun but like we we don't deal with some of the stuff that um, <laughs> uh, you know. What do you say like? Um, sorry, just give me a second. I got a message. <laughs> Anyways, we we don't deal with some of the stuff that's like actual carnies run into into everything. But we're not the only park that does this. There's uh um a, a place in Calgary that does does this as well. And there's places in the states that have um these f- fake carnies things. We have to deal with other things. We deal with they deal with more people and drunks. We don't we don't usually deal with drunks. Though we have, we have at Fort Edmonton oh, Park yeah, dealt I'm, with drunks. I'm sure you have because they they have they have a bar, in Fort Edmonton. 
we have dealt with drunks after hours. Um, that being said, uh, we actual carnies don't have to dress up in wool suits in plus thirty weather. <laughs> yeah, and are not forced to timeline accurate. Oh, and not no, okay. I'm gonna point out. I love Fort Hampton Park, but the management makes it. If you ever go to Fort Hampton Park or the one in Calgary, you will notice nobody dresses like they're middle class. I'm a carny. Carnies in the 20s were fucking poor as shit, and here I am wearing what would have probably been an equivalent to like a hundred dollar suit then. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm being forced to wear a wool cap. You have to wear hats at all times. I'm like, well, safety. I'm like, when I'm wearing a hat that insulates my head, this does not keep me cool. Wait, how did they justify its safety? Because <laughs> they're like hats in, in thing from sunburns and protecting your head. Yeah, it, it's a wool hat. It's also heating my head. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I, wool wicks away Me, I'm fine in that. I, I, yeah, I temperature regulate fairly well, in, so I was fine. I was wearing uh, my regular clothes underneath my, my suit, yeah. right? So... My, my, my co-workers ask, like, how the hell do you do that? I just temperature regulate well. I can go out in cold weather, warm weather. I'll, I don't sweat. I don't get mm-hmm. cold. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. fine. But my co-workers, I felt sorry for them. They end up having to put, like, tubs outside and bring squirt guns, like, like time period, squirt, like, things to spray themselves with in the yeah. summer because they were sweating their butts off. And because we're a park, we deal with strange people, like, uh, at times, like regulars, so people start coming in regular. And I like the regulars, but we had some guy. Well, there's a guy that's been coming there that's for years. You called, would usually be considered one of the weirdos. Um, well, no, but like, like we get we get nice ones, and I like the people. And most of the customers are like families that come by. But then we also get regulars, like this guy that comes to the park. His name is Mister Sunday, is what we call him. There, that's his nickname at the park, Mister Sunday. Because that's usually when he comes. He's a red fanny pack, and he is not as sexually assaulted any of the female staff. But what his current actions are doing is it might be building up to something like that. And mm. city policy in Edmonton with their attractions, including Fort Edmonton Park, is they can't ban them for more than just one season. So he comes back until he gets, does something to get himself banned again every year. Um, give you an example of what he did and he got kicked out. And this is one of the reasons why he got he gets banned is he uh, um, they had an incident where a, a female staff member was locked, was trapped inside one of the historical houses with him for 40 minutes. He's the reason why they have a policy with that there is always to be two people inside each house, each mm-hmm. staff members. So a, a male staff member came in after 40 minutes, and all he, he did, I guess, that whole 40 minutes was trap her in the corner, didn't touch her, but just breathed heavily the whole time. Well, that's fun. Yeah, and uh, this past summer, I know for a fact he, um, he stalked a 14-year-old staff member. And we had to follow their thing. When he walks in through the front doors, they put out uh, a code. He has, he has his own code when he comes into the store, into the, into the Fort Edmonton park on the radios and staff members will follow and they will actually start putting in each era. They'll have one staff member, keep an eye on him. Although that being said, when I go to the expo, not for the same reasons, but when I go to the expos, I have staff assigned to me as well. Yeah. Not for the fact that they're worried that you're going to sexually assault, one of the staff members. No, certainly not. <laughs> uh, their biggest concern with me is, is he going to climb a tree or is he going to... Yeah. Like, st- one here, something. don't want to rappel off that wall. I know you do. But here's something. We, we, we've we always wondered um, uh, what's in his fanny pack. 
we've never known. He always brings this red fanny pack with him. Oh, it's a very large cute. one. It's not like it's not your regular size fanny pack. It's like an extra large one. If you were to take it off, it would look like a. If he wasn't wearing it, it would look like a, a small duffel bag, or like a little purse type thing. Yeah, and we've never seen what he he has in it, but he wears it every single time. That's how he doesn't matter what he wears. We always know him because he has that red fanny pack with him. All right, so Mr. Sunday, next time you go, don't wear the <laughs> fanny pack and your chances are better. Well, at this point, this uh, recently they actually found out where he works. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they recognize him now. They know his name now. Uh, and I won't put it out because I don't want to bring out this is all, like, allegations. I wasn't personally there. Right? <laughs> this is all uh, allegations. Yeah, well, allegations. You've already pretty much, like, identified. <laughs> well, the point the is I've, I've, I've witnessed him do some some of the stuff but not the the most extreme mm. i've w- witnessed him follow fortune and like it's obvious he's like staring at their ass and he's following them that being said with some young people it's hard to tell oh no this one was really obvious she's like maybe like four foot ten and has uh, no figure whatsoever and she's wearing like a, a period appropriate dress for a small girl oh okay you can age somebody quite well in the 1920s, 1910s, based off what they're wearing. See, working there maybe, but like I would have no idea. You would. You've, you you look at it'd be like seeing a a a, a little schoolgirl dress. You know, like you know what I mean, like what you see in movies. <sighs> yeah. Like it'd be like seeing that school uniform kind of stuff. You know the fact that that's that person's <laughs> <Sorry>. in. in, in. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Good times. But, yeah, and it, it, it's obvious. And the fact of, uh, considering, uh, I won't say who he is or what he does, but considering his profession, this guy knows. Hmm. So. Yeah. Whatever. Maybe, maybe he likes it. It's creepy. It's creepy. And, creepy, you know, that's why, that's, why, that's why I want to say it's allegations. The, the other things he's been accused of, and, and he, from what I've been told by management, kicked out for, if that, those are true, then it takes it to a whole new level. Hmm. Right? It's fairly creepy what I've seen him do, but like the, it, I can't be like you're a pedophile or sex, somebody about to sexually assault something. But if what, well, I, what other people have, have said, they very careful between assault and harassment. Yeah, and what he's doing is hara- What I w- would say is harassment because people have okay. told him to stop, and he's continued doing it. Okay, you have so. to be so very careful between assault and harassment. Well, considering wrong. that's what. I- and that's why he hasn't been permanently banned is because he has not actually sexually assaulted, but they are worried that he, it's going to escalate one day because they're yeah. worried. What would happen if that male staff member in, in, in that allegation had not come come in at the time? Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's like he, fair. yeah. So we get other creepos at at um for him, but we also get weird people like we had a lady once. People get really um like they're like oh it's it's a Florida it's an attraction it's a it's a park nobody would do this with a real carny, um, like I mean like a non Fort Edmonton non attraction park, mm-hmm. uh carny is we've had parents just leave their children, including one time we had a big panic is somebody left a three month old baby on the grass, in in the grass section of the midway, and just. And left. We found them on a ride half an hour later, but we were all sitting there going, what's this? There is a three-month-old just laying here, no parents. And it was like would, half an hour before we found the parents. I would honestly, after five minutes, just pick the kid up and take them to security. Let the uh, parents we, we, freak we, out. No, my, my, uh, my, well, we told my boss to do that. I, I, I told her. You, she picked the kid up because she's not going to leave this kid on the grass. It, after right. ten minutes, she was like, yeah, this kid's not just going to be left on the grass. Right. But... 
we all told her you should be call- going down to head off to the, the main office and you should be calling child protective services that they literally tell you to do that. And this is you, they, that this is considered child abandonment after 10 minutes like this. Well, this yeah. isn't you've left them in a car with the windows. Even that's considered pretty bad. This is you've left your kid in a grassed area with a lot of people where you're nowhere in sight. Yeah. That's, that's child abandonment. <laughs> oh, it's okay. We're in a park. Yeah, no. And they're no. like, well, we, you were looking. We figured the staff, would, when we she asked, my or our boss was pissed. Oh, yeah. Um, asked, and they, well, you guys were looking after them. Like, we are not a babysitting service. How do you know that? Just because we, we, we are fake, we are actors here, doesn't mean we don't, we, like, there's nobody else in this park that would just pick up your kid and walk off with them. See, that's one of those cases where I would actually just rip into someone. We all like, want to. It was like a noticeable. And thing is, we're not even. We do have a policy of taking care of kids. Like if uh, if a kid wanted, to, a, a parent wanted to go on the Ferris wheel, but they had an infant, and that that, they're too, that means they're too short to go on their eye. They can't. The the baby yeah. can't come on. We've said like, hey, and we're allowed to. We've said like, hey, we'll hold your baby for you. You can go up. We'll have a staff member hold, and you can see the baby. But we'll you look after have him. to talk to the staff. Yeah, you can't just leave your kid. And I've taken care of kids. They're, 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 usually the parents are quite fine. They're actually surprised thing. Like, you can't just say anybody. They get mad when when, the, when, when a staff member does refuse. Like, like the ones that aren't comfortable holding a kid. But then they, they if you wait half a second before you get mad, they'll usually say, I'll go find somebody that is comfortable hold, taking care of your kid while you yeah. go on the ride. Yeah. And we take care of them. We uh, When parents don't want to go on a ride, uh, but the kid does and they're big enough to go on, staff member go there, go on the rides with them. So we do have different responsibilities than an actual carny, but it it brings just as much problems and other issues that an, the real carny has too. So That's I say we're about the same crazy. difficulty level. And yeah. I find when I go to go to fairs now, I feel sorry for the actual carnies. I actually almost yelled at, at a parent and kids for the car, the carny before he had a chance to give them shit. Because you know they can't <laughs> yell. Well, I mean, I guess they could. They're probably well, a little they, less restriction than. Oh, they, they, he did. I was just about to, and he, he did it himself. I'm like, thank God. Cause I, cause he was, he wasn't seeing it and I was, and just as I was about to, he saw it and gave them shit. They were, we were on a Gravitron. And if you guys ever seen this ride, it spins really fast until the centrifugal force causes the bed. You're almost sitting on these beds on the wall. They slide up rails as the, the centrifugal force goes up and you go to the top. This mom was telling their kids to hold on to the top when it slowed down. So when it wouldn't let the beds drop. Yeah. Oh, and we're telling them to go upside down. Well, okay, so now you have a kid that's going to fall and hit their head on the ground when the, when it goes and down. And then have just a rail down. carry on, like roll over them. Yeah, and I'm like, the guy, it's safe as long as you're not doing shit like that. Yeah. And given how dumb well, people are anything with rules. Is safe as long as you follow the rules. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, well, give me an example. Oh, even then, like, give me an example. The fair, this, I've learned a bit of Ferris wheel history. Did you know it, Ferris wheels until like the 1960s and 1970s didn't have ha- handrails in front of them, like the the, rail, the, the the that block you from falling mm-hmm. off, and they didn't have hair guards until the 70s. There was no deaths really on Ferris wheels or any hair getting caught in anything until well, the 1970s. At least, well, no, in historical the, the, the thing, but there's a reason for it as well. In before the 1970s, it was common for men to have short hair and women to have their hair up. So you never had instances of where their hair hung off the edge of the cart and then got caught in the thing. 1970s, they did. The one we can explain, and they, they did keep track of, is, and they think it's because it was a thrill ride and people sat still, 
but nobody was was fucking with the ride and and rocking Swinging. it back and forth. Yeah. And in the 1970s, everybody I guess decided that it was fun idea to swing swing the the chairs around in in the 70s, and they were falling out. Yeah. You can sit good. in a you can sit in a Ferris wheel and with no bar. People, when you tell them, really, there wouldn't have been a bar in the 1920s. I'm like, yeah, there wouldn't have been hair guard either. <laughs> and they're like, yeah. oh, dear God, this is dangerous. I'm like, no, as long as you sit your ass still, I can have yeah. this thing going 50 kilometers an hour and you will be fine. Well, <laughs> the thing yeah, goes about 30 kilometers fast, an hour. But... The thing the thing already goes 30 kilometers an hour, and it's considered a slow Ferris wheel. Oh, okay, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, because you measure on the outside, don't you? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, no, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah, and... And you know it's 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 fine, but it does scare people because the thing's like forty four feet in the air. Yeah, and this is the kind of stuff I like during the, during the spring and summer, though. You know, going to the place. The reason why I even started working there is because I used to go there. I've been going to Fort Hamilton Park oh, even when I didn't live in there. the even when I didn't live in the province. Yeah, I always make made sure to come and have a trip. I that place is awesome to go to, and I recommend it actually. And they're upgrading it. Oh. Um. Yeah, they're gonna they're adding on to the to the midway again. Oh, nice. That'll be good. Oh, yeah, they're adding a whole bunch of rides and stuff. <laughs> this also reminds me of a funny incident that happened there. There's a shooting range in one of the streets that they're moving, I think, if I remember right, where they had, um, a, 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 I think it was a staff member or a customer you try to use the pellet guns and shoot somebody. Man, I hope that wasn't a staff. Actually, I kind of <laughs> hope it was a staff member. That would just be like, how do you exp- how do you write that on an incident report? <laughs> like uh, yeah fucking people and I'll tell you working in the midway versus anywhere else in the park the, the park's awesome to work in but I can tell you from having to go work in some of the other the other areas other than the midway yeah. um, the midway is constant busy there's mm-hmm. always people there You it, rarely there's not so I like it because you're always doing something throughout the day um the other areas are kind of like uh, there's sometimes no customers. You're still expected to do stuff like practice your acts and stuff like that, but there isn't like actual stuff to do, like no customers. Well, so there, it gets boring. When we went for the as... wedding, when we went for the <laughs> wedding, there was I think two ladies, and one of them was playing guitar while the other was twirling an umbrella for like 45 minutes. They were just they have nothing because they have nothing else to do. Yeah, and uh, I they was like, knit. people Damn, learn to that's a knit. Cool job. Um, people learn to knit out there because they have nothing better to do. I, I, I had coworkers that had learned how to like fully knit from the beginning of the season, and by the end of the season, they could knit you socks in like half an hour. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good times. <laughs> so, whereas in the midway, we don't have time to learn skills like that because there are always cons- cu- customers there. Yeah. yeah, I suppose that's true. Right? You do, you do learn to juggle. You learn to juggle. <laughs> hmm. Um. Or do something else similar to that. Uh, though they asked if we had any s- skills that could be considered carny skills or, or um, fun, like you know, like like the, the the freak show acts and stuff like that during the year. And mm-hmm. they they asked each one of the staff members, like, "Can you do anything that's like neat?" And like people were like, oh, "I can juggle, I can do sing, and I can trapeze and stuff." And I'm sitting and here you're like, like uh, "I can eat." <laughs> no, 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 no. They 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 ended up getting me to do that. I did. I was the man eating chicken one year. But um, they uh, my one oh, skill yeah. that I can't <laughs> the the my one skill that I do have that can be considered a car is too dangerous to do there with their insurance. I knives. can throw knife throw in knives and juggle knives 
And they're like, and I, I honestly, I wouldn't feel comfortable. There's too many people, and I would have to set it up, and there would have to be like a safety a line. And yeah, and it, with the park already has issues with keeping people off the fucking train tracks. So I don't want to have somebody not realize that they shouldn't be in front of my target and then run in front of my target as I'm throwing a knife. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and when Kusai says he can, like, juggle and throw knives, and he's not kidding. He does a lot of dumb things. Just for giggles. In in my defense, I wear steel toes when I, when I, uh, when I juggle and throw knives. That's your main thing is dropping those knives on your feet. You don't have any metatarsal protection. Uh, so metatarsal protection is the top of the foot. You don't have any metatarsal protection in most boots. Yeah, but um, it it does a pretty good job. And most of the times, what you're ending up hitting is the front of your toe when it bounces back and comes to the ground. Mm. So when you don't throw a, a knife right, sometimes it'll bounce back, and usually at a downward angle, and it aims towards your feet. Usually. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's so, probably bad. Lose a toe. <laughs> yeah. So you wear, you wear the proper foot gear. Uh, oh, throwing knives is, is, is fun though. Um, I'm out of practice cause you know, you don't have time to practice like I used to, but, um, I can hit a, with a, with a regular pocket knife from the waist, I can hit a four inch target from 10, 15 feet away. Yeah. I remember you used to have decent groupings. So, um, actually we should but, go to the rec room. They have axe oh, in there. Oh. Or we could go to, there's a place in Edmonton called the Axe Hole. Could throw oh, axes. Same thing. Yeah. Oh, you know what's, I'll point out, I used to use a door as a, as a target, like an old bathroom door that we, we got from a renovation as a target. It only lasted maybe a week. Um, but uh, giving you how dangerous a big, an eight inch uh, leaf blade is, um, if if it arc, it didn't even go straight through. It, uh, uh, a throwing knife can actually arc up and down and still go into a target quite easily if mm-hmm. it goes off. It's it put a ten inch slit through the whole door before it went into the door. Nice. From it went up, hit the top of the door, slid down, and then went it through the door. Yeah, it's a little sharp. Um, and if, even if some point if somebody ever tries throwing one of these and realize they don't have to be good at throwing it, the, if the handle hits you, I once missed through my my blade. And the handle went into a four by four. And that's what I was using as a target. It was a four by four. And it went in the, the handle went half into the into the four by four. Mm. It was a brand new four by four and the handle went halfway through into into it. That's an eight inch blade, so the handle is four inches long. That means it went two inches a uh, blunt end went two inches into into the solid wood. Yeah. <laughs> These yeah, are recreations. That's a little And I always as an adult, I realized I used to do it something kind of stupid. I used to carry them in my car because I used to go out and I'll put up a target on a tree out in the middle of nowhere in, in, in the field. That way, you know, I could do it. There wouldn't be anybody there. I wouldn't have to worry okay. about flying over my neighbor's fence. But hang on, because you say it's stupid to do that with knives. But don't forget, we're, we're in Alberta where <laughs> it's normal for someone to have a rifle in the back of their car. Well, and I, I find it stupid because then they would question and they'd, they'd want to question me. But technically, it's not illegal. Um, you can carry any uh, blade of any size in, in Alberta, and it w- you will not get in shit. You could walk down the street with a with a two foot machete, and you could not be pulled over and accused so, of atta- uh, 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 get arrested for it. I keep uh, just because again, this is a lot of farm country, and it's considered a tool, not um, not a weapon. But in my car, I actually keep a 
How big is that machete we had camping? Foot and a half, you had a two foot. foot. A, yeah, yeah, about foot and a half, two foot. Foot and a half, two foot. So I carry a machete um, and a like a wood chopping axe in the back of my car. Uh, again, because just fire, just in case firefighting. So I firefighting medic. Da 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 da. I like to be prepared for whatever might come up. Um, so I do keep carry those, and I've actually had a cop stop me and ask, and he's like, "Why do you have an axe?" I'm like, well, sir, we just came back from camping, and I like to keep one in here just to make sure if anything ever comes up, like a tree on the road or anything, I can make sure it's safe. Uh, he's like, all right, all right, that's fine. Like, cop didn't care. He just needed to know why. Mostly yeah, they, to know they, they, what kind of person he's dealing with. Well, and you're, if you, that's the thing, is if you deal with a nice cop, that's usually what happens. But it, like there is, there's always the one asshole in any profession. Well, and the other thing is, like, I normally, um, the, the the clothing that I wear is, is specifically picked so that I have um, certain storage options. On my right leg... Uh, mid thigh is outer thigh I should say um they're they're construction jeans and so I've got pockets where you would normally put like a pencil or a level or an exacto knife or whatever I regularly carry a tactical flashlight uh the reason behind that flashlight again is as a medic if I ever come up on somebody with suspected concussion uh the flashlight has three regular brightness settings and then one where it's able to point into someone's eye like it's a medic's flashlight yeah um along with that flashlight i carry flip knives uh along with like knives and flashlight and all of this like i carry a lot of stuff that would concern a lot of people (laughs) and uh, yeah i have a story about you and that oh yeah once you're done (laughs) but yeah like in Alberta, it's just, it's kind of normal. Like, when I was in Ontario, I got my gun license. People were like, oh, why would you need that? I'm like, well, I'm I'm an enthusiast. I like firearms. And they're like, oh, you're not going to shoot anyone, are you? And then in Alberta, yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, you it's got like, your license. Uh, cool, let's go shoot. Yeah, everybody. Like, people find it weird that I have my license, but I haven't got it renewed in forever. Oh, I'm the same and, way. I'm, And it's like, I, I, I'm in school. <laughs> If you, I hunt, I hunt. That's what I use use my gun license for. So, yeah. If I'm in school, I'm in school. My my exam times are around hunting season. Yeah. I and I don't have time currently. To, so what's the point of renewing it? I. And see, for I me, <laughs> um, for me, if I were to have firearms currently, I would be um, in possession of firearms illegally without a license in your case your dad has all your guns he's just got them in the safe i think well Uh, and he doesn't have to renew his he we have weird gun laws here so because they changed the paul yeah he's grandfather so because we we've had our policies changed so many times here in alberta um some people are considered grandfathered into the old policy and he has a a permanent license for his He, he can't buy ammunition he would have to get a separate license to buy ammunition still but uh so that's what he usually uses me for if uh, if what would you use me for is to go get his ammunition, and I mean, but he has in, so much he doesn't need Alberta, it right now. In Alberta, we can go to Walmart and get ammunition. We don't we can go to Walmart. We can go to Walmart and get guns. Well, they don't really sell the guns at Walmart here. Well, we can Canadian, do that at Canadian Tire does. Tire, yeah. Um, go buy a not, fifty cal sniper rifle. Yeah, it's not <laughs> as redneck as the states where you can buy in and buy a two four of vodka and a rifle together. Um, like they, and do your banking. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, we can bank in Walmart. There's uh, money transfers no, in there. Well, 
I'll point out there's a, there was a store in like I think the the late eighties down in the states that uh was a bank, a gun store, and a liquor store. That is fantastic. Three bad decisions at once. <laughs> I don't know how long that business lasted, but it was there. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's fair. So, just go buy your guns from from there. Grab a little bit of liquor and then go rob the bank. All in the yeah. same building. Great. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, no, actually, I was looking at um, uh, my rifle at Canadian Tire there the other day. I kind of want to put another stock on it so that um, I can use the other stock permanently for expos. Yeah. And, you know, I like how we, we haven't mentioned, but this is basically what our topic was. It was talking about what we do in spring and summer considering it's spring is here and summer's coming. And this is basically well, what, what happens in spring and summer for us. We're technically it's not spring. Technically it's third spring. See, there's first spring and then second spring and then 11. We're like, yeah. We're, we're like the, we're like the, we're like the uh, hobbits of spring. Yeah. It, it's currently for- snowing outside. It's currently snow, snowing outside. Oh yeah. What, <laughs> right like now? three days ago. Okay. So four days ago was zero or 32. Well, we've already uh, done the, the, the back. They, they understand ago. that. Oh, no. But just like, like, this is how normal this is. Like, in February, it happened. In March, I think it happened. We're in April now. And three days ago was zero or 32. Two days ago was 15 or 60. The next day right was now. 15 or 60. And then yesterday was zero or 32. And, like, we got what four inches of snow last night and then it melted yeah and it'll be get back tonight and then it'll be melted tomorrow and then it'll be back next week like we've had blizzards in july yeah that was the year i, or, I went to or snow pi- or snow piles so t- so big like you know when they push the snow piles in the parking lots oh yeah so they big don't that even until it, like august it, yeah we there was one beside where i used to work i used to work by a a, a vhq and it, there was a huge snow pile taller than the building. Oh, yeah. That's how big it was. And it it, it, it was a warm year that year. So it, it, it actually was like plus 20 in but, April. But and this thing didn't fair, finish melting until September. To be fair, though, on the... Oh, no, because the sun's the north of us in the summer. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, to be fair, there are trees that block it on the one side. But that's on the south but, side. Yeah. Although, again, so, yeah. <laughs> No, to the west of it is... But still, you think the ambient temperature alone... Ambient temperature would, have... would be the only effector, but I think what melts most snow is actually direct sunlight. Yeah. And so. it, it's just like... And yeah, you're saying they're going, like, there's crazy. still snow, and it's it's July. I get that it's piled up, but... Yeah. <laughs> it's plus 20-something. Uh, and it's Celsius. That's still really effing warm in Fahrenheit. I guess uh, it's not as warm as some places 20, in the states, but twenty-three Celsius is seventy-three Fahrenheit. So it's it's a decent bit of temperature. That's that's pretty good. I guess it's not like you know your plus forty and fifty that you get in some of the southern states, but oh, my dad's in Texas. Yesterday was thirty with a sunburn. He makes sure to let us know. What a day! <laughs> no, but tell him tell me to switch places. You'll take the sunburn over the snow. You know what's funny, though, is he's actually mentioned, because I'm like, well, how do you like, like, just warm? And he actually said it gets boring. Not having seasons, it's just always warm, 
all the time. He misses point, having people, seasons. People in the States, though, are also little babies when it comes about weather. Oh, he is. So. And Daddy, if you ever listen, love you. <laughs> but he's a bit of a baby back bitch when it comes to the cold. And I say that and in that, the most loving way. Yeah, and, you know, like, there's stuff to do here in Canada. Once summer hits, there's a lot to do here in Canada. Once it's consistently warm. Well, I know like, you, you and I we're are going, going with 15 of us. Yeah, we're going camping up in the mountains. In, in, are we doing oh, yeah, Pocahontas and, this year? Uh, yes, we're doing Pocahontas this year. That's because we're, we're like, if you guys ever go to, to Jasper, um, by the Miet Hot Springs, there's a campground called Pocahontas. It is actually a really nice one, and it has some really beginner level trails i mean like, like it's flat. i've been camping there since i was about six like we would go it's once nice. or twice a year i love that and, campground yeah and it's good and and if you're a bit more of an advanced hiker there are some advanced hikes uh for further into where by the Miet hot spring like across so, the way yeah john uh no johnson canyon was that jasper or banff no that was banff. that was banff oh yeah if you guys ever go to Banff, Johnston Canyon, and um, Castle Mountain campgrounds are actually really good to go to. In my if, for the mainstream, if you're not a, if you're a front country camper, oh, I should keep say. in mind. Also, keep in mind, um, we are not RVers. We are campers. We tents, go tents on. There's 15 of us. We usually have about eight tents, five cars, usually five cars. Um, so five yeah. cars, 15 people, uh, tents, like we... I will say... Although the... I, I was actually talking <laughs> with uh, one of the bosses. The only thing... Because you and I, we both build nice fires. I will say you oh, yeah. you build fucking nice coals, and I build nice fires. The we one... both had... Tra- the we one... both had a little bit of training on that, though. So like, it's well, not I like mean... I learned how to do that on my own. I took courses yeah. to learn how to do some of this shit. I learned that and, stuff as a kid, yeah. just camping every year and then firefighting. So, I mean, yeah, we got to know how to start the fires to put them out, right? That's oh, yeah. job stability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to have that joke that, you know, I would start the fires for you and you'd put them out. As long as I didn't rat you out, yeah. <laughs> was it a joke? <laughs> Anyways. Um, the was one it a joke that, that I wouldn't do it to you, too? Yeah, the one dumb thing that Kusai does uh, when it comes, well, I mean... He does lots of dumb things when it comes to the fire. But when it comes to the camping is first thing in the morning, Kusai wants to build coals. Everybody else wants heat. And, like, I can build the fires. I I had one of the, what was it, a two-foot diameter, like, eight-millimeter or half-inch thick steel point out, point out. ring. The, la- the last time you guys, that happened, the only time that ever happened where you guys complained about the coals... If you guys had stayed asleep for another half an hour, I would have had the coals ready. And all I was doing the coals for was I was going to cook you guys cook. Yeah. breakfast. I was going to. If you've ever had and, and fire I mean, made I get that pancakes and, I and eggs. It. <laughs> I get that and I appreciate it. But the girls are cold. Build a L- fucking fire. Yeah, point out the girls aren't the girls aren't campers in our group. Well, majority of them are. They love they tent, but they like they're, they're very strong and drink. Yeah, and they're definitely very front front country campers. Yeah. So are you. You are I you mean, are so by I, the yeah. fire camper. Yeah. I'm no, a hiker. I, you guys all go on your little hikes and I volunteer to stay by the fire so we don't have to put the food away. Because <laughs> and, that, you know, that's why I go camping. I just want to like sit and like I don't even drink. I although when we do go camping, I do take one night and just get shammered. That's my You usual. did this last year and I got a picture of it too. I do every year because <laughs> I'm always taking care of your drunk asses. It's my fucking turn. 
<laughs> so, in, the, in, in your self-defense, um, I, I don't get too, too smoshed at the at camp. Oh, some of our friends, though? Like, oh. it's, it's party time. We had, we, had, we had to pull one of our friends out of the river because they wanted to go on a river hike. And by river hike, I mean they wanted to hike in the river. Yeah. Yeah, our friends aren't the smartest. Kusai, <laughs> Kusai might be the ringleader most of the times. So I like to stand back and instigate and, like... You can camping's do it. Where, camping, go for camping's it. where I don't where I don't fuck around too much because shit can go south well, really I mean, quick. We're still throwing knives and axes at stuff. And but like, we're doing it in a safe. Sa- well, well, some of us know how to do that, so it's not like it's extremely. Yeah, dangerous. that's true. And like the fire, like when I do time bombs on the fire. So if you take, obviously, don't seal it because if you seal the top, you then create a um, a pressure and situation then it sprays, which could it create a levy. But and and it's it's you, fun you in a controlled take, situation. Yeah, you can take a plastic bottle and fill it with gasoline, and I am talking so fucking carefully. Uh, Very I, little gasoline. I too. am a professional when it comes to fire. Period. Do not do what I'm saying unless you are trained and taking necessary precautions. Period. So yeah, I. Take gasoline and fill it into an empty water bottle to a certain point. Um, and like, keep in mind, I'm wearing fire protective gear at this point. I'll then and he take has everybody that... standing way back. Oh yeah, he has Ow. the area. Cl- he has the area cleared of all flammables, including natural flammables. Well, I mean, that's gotten close a few times. <laughs> We've seen some trees, but I mean, I knew we were doing that, so that's okay. But that was uh, not at the camping, though. I don't think that thing that was in one of our backyards. Yeah, no, with, uh... a couple times was camping. Although, keep in mind, when we were doing that, like, on, on all sides of the fire pit was 10 to 15 feet clear, and then about 20 feet up, and I wanted to singe some trees, <laughs> so I did. Um, but, it, like, it wasn't direct fire contact, it was just heat, so it was radiation, but, and it yeah. was very, very moist that year. That was the only reason I actually did it, but. Oh, it had been raining, like, constantly that year. Yeah, but back to time bombs is you can put five or six of these in if you're very careful and you're positioning and very quick. And then as the heat melts the gasoline um, near the top of the bottle, it'll create a bit of an opening. Uh, and as soon as the fire hits the gasoline, it will all ignite. Obviously, the, the gas is going to ignite in certain positions and certain ways. Uh, where it can actually create pressure enough to shoot up and out the top of the bottle, uh, assuming the top hasn't melted off. Again, very careful positioning. Um, And it can actually create about a six-foot flame jet, just straight up like... (laughs) So, it's fun. Um, Uh, Or or the really fun ones. When we start a fire, um, and like even at this point, I will create a trail so that I can be about six feet away, um, there have been a few times where I put a gallon of gasoline in the bottom of a fire pit. <laughs> and yeah, like, not, not, you're not gas. always the you're not always the smartest. We're always like, He's no, no, no. Mess hang up on, because that oh, one day I'm sure I will. But that one, you guys are all like, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. I just fucking soaked that grounding gas. Like, and um, again, I did it professionally and calculated i'm not saying i just like <laughs> do it well, um so it is yeah. calculated but i put enough gasoline that it would soak into all of the wood and then a little bit of the surrounding area and i i had it so that it would soak about three inches on each side of the steel 
Um, and then I created about, I think it was about an eight foot trail that time. Then you dip a stick in gasoline, light the end of the stick on fire, and then toss it onto the trail. So everybody is, I am at about 10 to 8 feet away. Everybody else is about 15 to 20 feet away. Yeah. You guys felt that heat, like poof. Oh, okay. Um, I got two fire fire experiences for you that would actually, would, would make you proud. I used to do incinerate <laughs> paper, right? Okay. Um, and for, for legal documents, and it's nice. But what I did this year, I was getting lazy. Usually you shred them and then you burn them. It, it's easy that way, right? But Whoa. I blocked it. That year I blocked it. I, I said, okay, I'm going to need some heat for this. So what I did is I took about a liter of purifane, took a steel uh, bowl, and suspended the paper over with, with steel rods. And then I uh, put it in, in our fire pit. There's nothing around it. But what I made a mistake was of it was too windy. It was windy that day. Like it was oh, funneling. Nice. And I actually created a a wind a, a fire funnel about ten feet high. Yeah. So we I actually igno- <laughs> we actually have a bylaw where all our fire pits have to be graded on top to prevent this shit. Oh the, yeah. Well, point out I did. It was a fully enclosed fire pit. You know those ones with the the the, the hood and everything over it. Yeah. But the way the wind go, it actually went out the sides and funneled up around it. Oh fuck. <laughs> I'm sitting here going like fuck. This usually doesn't happen, but the wind's gusting and spiral, gusting it out and then spiraling, spiraling it up. Now, if you want to talk about me building a proper fire, is I have two cousins that camp, and I'm going to put that in quotation marks, is that they think RVing and uh, starting all their fires with gasoline every single time is camping. They camp like my dad. Yeah, and so they they we went on a big it's uh, had a big reunion. They're all like, "Oh, you're you can't start a fire. You're probably because they think I don't camp." I'm like, "Guys, I camp, and I've taken all hunter safety so camping. Outdoor. I've never taken the hunter safety stuff, but Kusai and I can use the coals from a night or two previous to start and get it going a new fire. Yeah. Like we and good. so they <laughs> they they challenged me. I'm like, "Fuck it, you know what? I'm not only gonna build a big fire. We had a big fire pit. This fire pit was." Uh, about five feet wide and about two feet deep. That's nice. Big That's one it's for big camping. Pit. Yeah, it's a good size. But pit. so I'm like, fuck you guys. I'm doing this. You are not touching. So I started in the morning. I built this fire. Oh, I, 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 it's a foot thing. So I put, I put about a foot of rock in the bottom of this thing. Right. Yeah. Well, half a foot. So the rock but rocks, the rock not only insulates the ground, but the rocks will hold the heat so that if you want to cook over it, it'll more evenly distribute the heat. Yep. So then I wanted to build for heat after that. So I not only chopped the wood into to, um, about, I think, three inch by three inch uh, uh, sections, but about foot long. And then I stacked them and cross section them. Mm-hmm. Right. Cross section for about a foot and a half. Deep. Oh, yeah. TP, I, style I, I, is, I TP style is the way to go. But this was not TP. This was like the not, way that you sorry, like, not TP um, Chinese temple. Yeah. And it, it was awesome. And I had a lot of wood. I filled that whole five foot diameter uh, pit like that. Nice. And then I started putting, um, I filled it full of uh, um, kindling uh, kindling. And then all I had to use to start, because I wanted to start quick is I used a one fire starter cube in one corner and lit it. And then, then I had about probably about three, 200 pounds of wood to keep it going for the rest of the night. Mm -hmm. I collected all of that myself from the, Thing brought it with the truck and everything, right? Yeah. And then chopped it. Now, I'm going to point out, when I got that fire going, after about half an hour of it, if it, if it running and me stacking, restacking the wood as it went along, because you do that, it keeps the airflow and, and going, right? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, people couldn't get within six feet of it. That's how hot it was. Well, my cousin, a couple, yeah, a couple of my friends got cousins and family members were using their coats because they had coats just in case it got cold. <laughs> it's a shield, as shields, <laughs> and they were leaning back on the ground. They were scooting forward to try to, to, to do the marshals. Let me put it this way: you could do marshmallows from five feet back, and they would yeah. turn golden brown, golden so, brown. So from five feet back, Kusai and I make my spiders. <laughs> Needless to say, and actually, the, and I'm like. <laughs> I have not heard a single thing from any of my cousins about building fires ever again. That's not even the hottest fire that we've had because we had, <laughs> uh, was it in Banff or Jasper? No, I think it was last time we were in Jasper. They have, the fire pits are about two foot round. Um, yeah. And so like, we'll actually, we'll take those, but we'll dig deeper so that we can get more vertical stack. So we usually have about two foot round by two foot deep. Um, and then each couple nights we'll, dig out our ashes and all that. But uh, I was building the fire this night and we built it nice, like Chinese temple style. What I say is uh, when you lay two or three blocks of wood, if you have enough airflow, you can do three, but generally two is easier to start and easier to maintain. I actually got it to the point where we could do four and four, but you basically lay two pieces of wood like forward, backward, and then you lay yeah. two sideways. And then you lay two forward, backward, two sideways on top of each other. And it stacks like a Chinese temple. Um, what I did was I got the fire to the point where I could do four and four. And it would actually, like, suck oxygen in enough to feed that. Because that's the biggest concern. Is if you don't have enough oxygen, you can't build a fire. But this thing was so hot, it was sucking the oxygen in. Um, and we got it to the point... Where one of the girls looked down and she was like, holy shit, the the metal ring, like the actual oh, fire pit, was glowing was red. Was turning red. <laughs> I've, I, the hottest fire I've ever had, we had a, a, a rock in there. And the rock was about probably about a foot and a half uh, long, long yeah. by a foot wide by probably two feet high. And I had turned that thing completely red. I kept the fire going for six yep. hours until it turned that thing red. Yeah. 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 So like we, we camp and, and like, that's um, not even the hottest temperatures we've seen. No, no, we, I've got a lot higher. I, I've, I've messed around with doing forging with just straight with a fire chart charcoal, like firewood charcoal. Yeah. And doing that and turning it into Coke. It, it's, it's fun, but it's hard to do. I like doing ma- doing new techniques. I like trying to do it, the actual camping stuff where you collect uh, mosses and stuff and feathering uh, your wood and shit like that. Yeah. It's fun. And that's the difference between us in, in a little bit is I, I'm, I'm wanting to do backcountry camping and most of our friends are front country campers. Um, this year we actually are doing a separate trip. A, a couple of us that are backcountry. Yeah, well, if you, I have a few friends that don't don't mind hiking. You, um, Scuffwick, are the one ones that do. We had like what last year? I took you guys on the Johnston Canyon hike in in Banff. And you know, and I, I swear, I told, I swear, I, I told Merlin, <laughs> I am not doing it. I am not doing it. I am not doing. She got all bitchy, and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Fine. We're gonna do this. You'll shit. do it, and you're gonna but learn. I'll po- no, no, no. Hang and on. you know what? I said you're gonna learn because <laughs> it is a what five kilometer mountain hike. And like, it was me and you that actually read the map properly. I'm going to point yeah. out. You knew what the hike was. I, I've I done swear it before, our group of friends that's why I said, did like, not I've done read it. the I'm map properly. They it. thought it was five kilometers there and back. Yeah. So right? it's five kilometers one way. And we get to the, I think, <laughs> about the two kilometer in hike. And that's before it goes vertical. 
Like, that's still yeah. fairly flat. There's stairs. So we get to the two-kilometer yeah. point, and then Merlin's like, okay, I'm done. We can go back. And I'm like, fuck you, you're done. Let's you, go. You, you drug my ass out here when yeah. I told you I didn't want to go. We're doing spite, this whole thing. Out of spite, <laughs> I hiked the rest of the eight kilometers. We get back to the campground. And I'm like, I'm... so? And she's like, we're never doing that again. I'm like fucking told you, <laughs> so I, I was not happy. I was you're, not you're cutting in and out either. a little bit. Sorry, uh, my recording is good. Yeah, you no. cut out too, but I, I know I'm just uh, yeah I'm just pointing yeah. out. But yeah, and I get that. And like some of my friends like hiking. Now, give you the kind of not to me. I love our friends, but I sometimes they're not smart when it comes to hiking, and I think that's because of inexperience. But Says we, the guy who went and hiked on his own for four fucking hours. Well, it wasn't four hours. You guys over exaggerate every time on that one. But let me get on to this this topic. So, so then, a says. year later, we went we 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 went again, right? And this time there was more people, and we I was and we were like, well, let's go do the easy one. It's the mine hiking trail. It's pretty much flat ground as long as you stay on the trail, right? Unless you go down oh, to the punch bowl, that's a whole different trail. And they wanted to do the that's a yeah. So we go to the mine trail. We get to the mine cart. There's a mine cart at the end of this trail, and they're like, we still want to hike. Now our campsite is up the mountain. They decide to go down the mountain from this flat area that, that was an easy hike, right? And I'm like, like, yeah, oh, it's easy and, and to go down. I, I well, and they did when I think I'm like, guys, I just want to go back and take a picture of something. It was like maybe like, uh, maybe a hundred meters away, right around a corner. So I was just taking a picture of something and I come back. By the time I came back, so literally gone two minutes, my wife is sitting there saying they went down. I'm like, they went down where? And they po- she points down the mountain on an off trail. Not allowed to be there technically. Trail. Well, I mean, like, you're allowed oh, to be. They there. all complain about hiking, yet they camping. decide to do this. So they didn't realize so that they were going to have to come back go up. Down, they have to. Yeah. And like uh, they're, your, they were your probably bro- scooting brother on Cuddles is going down. I thought Cuddles oh, was yeah. going to die. <laughs> I'm like Cuddles. Uh, had I'm like a, Cuddles. Said a you are not he... allowed to do these hikes anymore because you legitimately might have a heart attack. Now he wants to come on on, on the backcountry hike we're doing this year, but we've t- we've given him restrictions. He he improved a little. So the first year he did this, he with this mistake, and the reason why he had an issue on this fucking time, hoodie and jeans. He he uh he wore a sweater yeah. in the middle of summer when it's plus thirty out, going on a hike and brought no water. That was his first year. Cuddles, so I we, hope we, you listen to this because <laughs> so we told him. <laughs> We told him, Next, you, you can't do this. And we were trying to get him to take off a sweater. You need to take off. You're having, you're about to have a heat stroke. He was passing out from the heat, right? And we were sharing water with him. Like, dude, like, take it off. And we eventually got him cooled down. We sat him down. We fanned him for a while. We actually took out paper and, and fanned him for a while. And got him, hit, lowered his temperature. And he went back and he drank a shit ton of cold water and beer. <laughs> But yeah. so the next year we told we told him ne- so next the next time we go camping is at Banff and we went on this Johnston Canyon ten kilometer hike it's five kilometer there five kilometers back he went t shirt but I think he still wore jeans we, he at least this time wore proper clothing yeah yeah he wore t shirts he had shorts in case he needed to switch out he was all good right and he brought water and not he much, brought a but little brought bit water. of water and that's what we told him so we're telling him this twenty one k hike. You didn't bring enough. You end up having to share with people. We, you have to bring a proper amount of water on this hike. Okay. We told, we tell them like you at least need to have a, a, a gallon water pack How with you and a couple Johnson water bottles. Canyon? 
Johnson Canyon, the, the if you go up to the ink pot, is five kilometers to the ink five and five kilometers back. Um, yeah, and it's a, it's a good hike, but it, it it you don't if you go to the first two falls, it's it's fine. It's it's a pretty it's a steady incline, pretty shallow. Yeah. Okay. So that's where Merlin wanted to turn back. Yeah. We made but everybody it... wanted to go to the ink pot. Yeah. Which the ink pots, you after have to you climb leave the... the mountain, and I mean not legitimately. It's 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 just a really high incline. It's probably a sixty degree incline. But you have points. to go back down the other side, and then you have to go back up and come back down again to get back out. Yeah. yeah. Stupid fucking people. <laughs> Who does that shit? Yeah. So <laughs> at least this backcountry, I'll, I'll give you something. I know you're not going to come on the backcountry, but the backcountry hike we're taking this year is 21 kilometers one direction. But it's 21 kilometers at the same incline up the mountain. Yeah. Okay. That's not bad if it's constant. So when you, and when we come back, it's at, a, it's at the same st- steep incline that we had at, jo- at the, going up to the ink pot, but it's like that the whole way, one direction. Mm. And you know what? You might not like that, but on the way back, it's easy. I've done 10 kilometers up this, this one before, and it's really easy back. What took me uh, 45 minutes to, to go up took me... I was running, and this was that year I, I was doing all the running that, that year. Remember, we did like fun runs yeah. and all that? Kusai so would literally I, run I, up I could do mountain. 10K pretty good. When I and say I, Kusai does point out, I'm a big things, guy, he literally runs but up But even mountains. my friends are a little amazed at how quickly I go up, up stuff. I go up stuff pretty quick. I pick a certain speed, and I keep it the whole way. But Mostly took because me that he's to... too dumb to stop. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, well, it's easier on my knees, honestly, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Keeping... Oh, fuck. Anyways, but on the way back, it's so steep. And I learned, that I was a teacher, an outdoor ed teacher, that you showed us how to skip down a trail. So it's quicker, it's easier on your knees, and you get back down quicker. What took me 45 minutes to go up took me 15 minutes to get down. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I ran up that and went as far as I could get up that. And so I was back before you guys were even done at the hot spring, the me at hot springs that day. Mm-hmm. Um, but this this one's going to be a six hour hike to go the full length and to not die. And I, I, I say six hours because I know Cuddles. for a fact um, juke, jukebox and um, jukebox and cuddles are going to have to stop. And jukebox. Yeah. And they're going to have to stop. And. And uh, Woodhouse is coming too. Uh, I is Woodhouse gonna have to stop though? Woodhouse, I have faith could probably Woodhouse. Could what, what, Woodhouse, keep, Woodhouse keeps up with me. Yeah. Now saying that, and I love all my friends, but Jukebox is about the only one I think um re- ready for a ba- a backcountry camping day. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Woodhouse, I think would do okay. Jukebox, I think with you would do okay. Ju- jukebox has done backcountry camping, so I'm he knows what to expect on what? backcountry camping. Yeah, Woodhouse, I would have faith in. Woodhouse, I think would adjust quickly. Okay, I I don't know if he knows what what to expect, but he would adjust pretty quickly. Mm. Cuddles, I'm a little like, is he going to adjust quickly to this? This is the place where you. This is the kind of camping where you legitimately have to hang your food away from your campsite. Uh, so what we um, what we do is actually we put it back in cars. Um, when we're front country camping, we just lock it in the cars because hard walls, the bears can't get into it. And they usually can't smell it because it's, you know. Yeah, where, where Kusai is camping, the closest road is 20 kilometers away or 
by 14 foot. miles. <laughs> yeah. So they're um, carrying food and tents and clothes and like they're carrying this shit in. Now, I'm going to let you, I'm, I'll be back in a sec. My wife is downstairs and she wants me to let her in. Rude. So just uh, we'll just take a pause and I'll be back. It's the interval song. Do 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 do. It's the interval song. Do 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 do. I am singing the interval song. This isn't really a real song. I bet you couldn't tell, cause fuck, I'm really good. But this is the interval song. It is really bad. The interval song, the interval song. This is the interval song. I am singing the interval song. Okay, I can't hold that anymore. This is the number two interval song. I want to be da-da. I can't think of any words to say, so I'm just gonna talk. I'm gonna talk about my kitty. He's laying beside me. He's kinda curled up in a ball. I kinda have to pee. But I can wait. Cause unlike Kusai, I'm not gonna make you wait. Otherwise, I might die. Cause I have to pee yes i really do but luckily it's not a number two and i can't help but sing all these songs and i don't want to be free I just want to be me. So the fun part is, I have no plans on how to sing or what I'm singing. I'm kind of just making shit up as we go. Obviously, I just wrote that. Hey, I'm back. Wow, that was well-timed. So, you are not allowed to cut any of the audio. Oh, actually, I guess it's Jukebox who does the audio editing. You're not allowed to cut any of the audio in that. Because we had an interval song. We actually had about With six. <laughs> With who? <laughs> I, I might have just sang the entire time you were gone. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, to, to get back in, I, I'm kind of, you know, curious of how they're going to take it. Like, this is backcountry camping. Like, I don't, the one thing I don't think they're going to realize, except for, obviously has, is that in a, in a national park, when you do backcountry camping, all your garbage you create, you have to pack up and bring back out. Yeah, you're not allowed to leave it there. Yeah, and and I don't know if cuddles how cuddles is gonna feel about the bathrooms. It's uh, at least we don't have to. Di- 
No, no, we, we, we don't have to dig. They have they, Because they're national parks, we don't have to dig. Unless we go to Mystery Mountain, which is actually you walk through the national park, out of the national park, and into a camp, uh, an unsanctioned campsite, then you'd have to dig your own poop hole. But it's it's a pit. It's a pit thing. There are no walls. And you're sitting, you get a good view of the mountains while you're taking your poop, but um, there's no walls or protection. You're literally sitting in a little, on a little hill with a pit. So you're dropping with a, a with deuce a... and watching a goose. Yeah. So, and, and the only other thing I think that they, they might, they, they might uh, worry, well, cuddles might worry about is fording a river. Why do you we guys have pr- to ford a river? Get to the camp. There's a river that the thing in backcountry camping, backcountry hiking, you okay. have to ford a river. Kusai, that's not a real <laughs> path. You're just walking through. You're just wandering I'll... aimlessly in the wo- If you have no, no, to... no. Okay, fording a river is like lifting all your shit over your head and going through, like walking through the river. If you have to do that, that's not a path. Uh, no, it actually is. It's actually on the Banff and Jasper. Uh, ma- maps, and they actually tell you you will have to ford a river. Oh, you guys the tra- are fucked. See, I'm fine with this, and I have plans. I plan on bringing a a, a harness. I plan on bringing um rope and and all the carabiners so that they I can guide them across and uh, an inflatable um little one of those little inflatable rafts, the little tiny ones, so they can put their stuff and we can carry it across real easy. You know, Cuddles is gonna jump in that raft. <laughs> you better yeah, we get might, a fucking we might... dinghy. <laughs> yeah, and and we'll we'll do that because um it, it'll be fun. Right? You know what you could actually do though. Um, speaking as a rope rescue guy, if you've got a long enough rope, you could actually get a dinghy and attach. So like, take the rope, stretch it across the river, and tie it to a tree on each end fairly tight that's that's what i'm doing um so tie it to a tree on each end and then carabine the front of the dinghy to the rope so that like the water current would pull it downstream but the front of it would stay on the rope and then all of you sit in the dinghy and just like ferry yourself over like they used to on the on the um ferry lines where they had the actual suspension rope just do that Yeah, that's actually that's actually what i was planning on doing so I would honestly and, just leave the dinghy there then after. Well, we are. We're gonna we're gonna set it up and we're gonna leave it there, and then so we can use it when we get back. And then when we get back, we'll take it down and. I would and, almost uh, just leave it there. Have a pull we can't, rope. They, we, we, oh, you can't. We would get in trouble for it. Yeah. You have to take everything. You have to take, remove everything you use. So we can leave it up there while we're there, probably, and nobody would call us on it because we were out there when we set it up. We'd be like, we set it up so we can get back afterwards, yeah. right? But they wouldn't. They wouldn't want us to leave so, it there. If you're going to do that, though, um, have an extra piece of rope that is twice the length of whatever the first rope is. Tie the middle of it to the dinghy and then each end to the trees so that once one person crosses, they can just pull the rope, like the feed line. They can just pull the dinghy back to the other side. Yeah. And just so everybody knows, I will be bringing a life jacket for this. So... Well, I mean, that's no I fun. I don't have high hopes for you guys. I think you're all going to die. See, uh, the missus is here. I'm with the missus. Um, I think we'll do fine. And, and you know, like, um, we what we were going to have to do is probably do a little bit of extra hiking to make it a little safer. Um, is I know that the, the river that we have to ford, it becomes thinner and almost like a little stream, almost like a creek, uh, further up 
the river. No. So we might have no. to walk. We might have to. Do not leave the trail. You've done that before. Hey, the missus, how long was uh, Kusai lost on that walk when we were all trying to leave? Three, three and a half hours? I have no idea, because I had already left. Oh, did you? It was... Yeah, and I'll point out, I timed that. And it wasn't you that caused the issue. It was um, Michael going who left. Everybody looking for you? Well, yeah, you you stayed behind. I was I was maybe only half an hour later than you guys were expecting me. But um, but cut was it Cuddles and uh, Michael went off walking, and they took the wrong trail to go look for me. There was literally signs. They're like, here's a sign that says Pocahontas Campground. That's where Daniel was coming from. And this is the other one, Mountain ca- uh, Trail. And they went down the one that go. They went down the trail for half an hour down the one that says that goes around the mountain. Yeah. They thought they were gonna find me on that one. I'm like. Really? Because if you'd gone up the other one, you would have ran into me. <laughs> well, no, because you left the trail. I mean, granted, I left you the trail, had a reason. Oh, and I only left it for a short bit. I left it just enough to get around what was blocking my way and then got right back on the trail. And what was and blocking that's a, your way? Bees. And, and that should have been a fucking you hint. I know that. Ah, be quiet. Me or her? That is, um, she, she just... Anyways... I've never. We don't He's know. Just scared. I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I have a phobia of bees. I've never been stung, so I don't you know, know if I'm allergic you know or not. What? That's fair. That's fair. Bee stings <laughs> suck. I had one when I was a kid, and like it sucked. I am 27 years old. I have never been bitten by a hornet, stung by a bee or wasp, or bit by a wasp. I I plan on keeping it like that. Wait, you're 20. Am I 25 or 26? Well, I'm turning 27 this July. Oh, okay. Because, like, I'm I'm almost exactly a year behind you. I'm a year and a month. Yeah. No. Yeah, a year and a month. No. 11 months. I don't know. I, yeah. I'm a year younger than you off a month. Anyways. Yeah, you're either 11 months uh, younger than me or... Uh, a year and um, a month. 13 months. Yeah. 13 months, you know, so... Anyways. It's just a month. So, yeah. And, you know, I plan on keeping it that way. So... And I went off the trail. Now, being as it says, I did have a map. I do have a compass and I do know how to orienteer. So I'm not like useless when it comes out. Now, when you go backcountry camping, they tell you, you might have to go off trail, but you need to have your compass. You need to have your map. You need to know how to orienteer because there are sections where that might, because it's backcountries aren't as well maintained as front country hiking. You may have to find a way around something blocking the trail and you need to then know how to get back on the trail. Now, our camping one is fairly easy. Once you get hit a certain section of the thing, it is literally the same degree up northeast of the, the hike thing. So as long as we, we, were, we were, follow our compass in that same direction, we should be fine. Right? They're going to get lost. And it's not... We're, we're not. And I plan on bringing all the stuff to, out there to, to, for safety. Like, I have a flare gun. I have the screecher whistle. We'll, we'll have all the, the stuff that we need. So the and, missus... How long do we think they're going to be lost? And if we get really lost, all we have to do is head back in the direction we came from. We hit the river and we know we just have to cross and go back down. And it literally leads back to me at hot springs. And which one's getting eaten first? Cuddles. Yeah, I would think so because he's going to feed you guys the most and he's going to eat the most. And I was hiking back with Cuddles the last time we went hiking and we had to stop every two minutes. Yep. Like that kid's gonna die out there. And if a bear oh, we've already us, said I'm that. I I legitimately thought he was gonna go into cardiac last time. Cuddles, um, 
if if a bear attacks attacks us, I, I'm sorry, but I'm Cuddles is the slowest in the group. But you could also help that. Just give him a little trip. <laughs> Although once Cuddles gets moving, Jesus fuck, he might take that bear. Uh, and uh, I know I'm not not so afraid of bears in that where we're going. I'm more afraid if we run into a cougar. Even with the four of us, like we have, with four of us. We could sca- probably scare a bear away if we're lucky. Well, we had the bear in the campground last time we went. Because we had yeah. Tarp City over uh, our tents. Fucking middle of the night. Because I think I got up to pee. Middle of the night, I hear rustling. And I'm like, Chris, are you peeing? No. Mike? No. And then the next thing we fucking hear is... I'm like, hey, goodnight, guys. Everyone roll over. Go to bed. <laughs> So shuffle, oh. shuffle, shuffle, and then it fucking now, sauntered off. But that was like I, within three feet of the doors of our tents. Yeah. Now the only big mistake I've ever made camping and hiking was I you, 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 don't guys. I'm gonna point out warning: do never go against the rules of hiking and camping, especially just for something as as a phone call. Now the first year we went, my while was, was hiking, my wife. Well, my wife had to to leave to go back to work early. So I, but she was gonna be back at home around dusk. Now I wanted to call and make sure she got back all right, right? Well, our campsite there is you can't the Pocahontas campground, which is this is nice in some ways, but oh yeah, not you gotta walk others. up the hill for cell phone. There's no cell phone. Yeah, you have to go onto the trail. So I'm like, we're close by. There's noisy people, so it might scare away the any wildlife, and I should be able to get away. You know, at beginning of dusk with getting a getting a phone call in. Right, and I mean you're still technically so go, in the campground. It's like yeah. three minutes so, out. So I, yeah, I go out a, 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 about a kilometer out into onto the trail, and yeah, it's it, it's still kind of the way that, that that campground's built. You're still kind of in the middle of the campground. So I go out onto the trail. I get the start the phone call. I get a hold of my wife, and I'm camping, and I I, I hear crack crack crack, and I turn around, and it stops. Right, I'm like, okay, maybe it's just a deer and it's going away. I'm like, okay, so I turn away again. I it comes close, crack, crack, and closer. I turn around again and I see a cougar. <laughs> and the cougar saw steak. <laughs> and uh, here I am. I pull. I slowly pull out my 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 bear mace and uh, and uh, unsafety it. I pull out my my big ass Bowie knife, and I'm like on the phone with my wife, and I'm like. I'm going to talk louder now. Yeah. He's getting <laughs> I, ready to I, Rambo this shit. Like, come on, kitty, let's do this. Um, well, just in case it did jump at me, right? I'm like, I don't want to be caught with my pants down if this thing decides to lunge at me. Yeah, but you never want to try to fight in the it. dick. That, that's bad. So I start walking walking backwards and keep facing it, and then I start sprinting backwards when I get a good distance away. Like which, I, I again, s- is something that you can actually do, which is fucking weird. I s- literally ran as fast as I could backwards all the way back to the campsite. Yeah, because if you and turn like, your back is when it's going to jump. Well, that's why it did it twice. It's like, you know, when you see those videos of cats, cougars are essentially your house cat, but 100 pounds heavier. A 100 pounds heavier? Like 400, 600 pounds heavier. So this was a smaller one, but yeah, probably about two. Probably this one was probably about two eighty, three hundred. Yeah, those are big fucking cats, and that's pure muscle. Yeah, and I'm sitting here going like, well, okay, like at least I have the same weight as this thing. <laughs> yeah, good luck. <laughs> 
I was if I was just afraid I was gonna have to. What I was gonna try to do is I was gonna try to put the knife as it lunged between me and it and spray the the bear mace in its mouth. That was like that's my only chance, really. Yeah. And that the only mistake I made there was that it was dusk and I went out. You don't go out early in the morning. You don't go during the break of dawn, and you don't go at dusk. So, and as long as you do that, like the rest of the things you guys thought it was dangerous, you can hike by yourself. But there's things you have to do when you hike by yourself during the day. Make you noise have to let people constantly. know where you. You have to let people know where you are. So if they something does happen, they have to. They know where to go look for you guys. Go down the right trail when you go looking for me too. If you thought, also guys, don't panic after when I'm when I'm late by twenty or thirty minutes. And yeah. Don't go looking after. Oh, he's twenty minutes late. Let's go annoyed. look for him. I was just annoyed. You were and annoyed. They're like, the they're other- like, okay, we gotta go find him. We gotta go find. Him. I'm like, no, we don't. He'll be back in an hour. We gotta go find him. We gotta go find him. If you go find him, you're going to get lost. Well, no, and they we're, got lost. We're fine. We're gonna go find him. And they get fucking lost. And they got lost. And I'm like, and they went down. Although, like, there were although, signs. There to was... be fair, Cuddles was the follower in that situation. And the leader in that situation was not was the my... brightest. No. Um, and he, oh God. And Why and... do I hang out with you people? <laughs> and and I sit, like when they told me where they went, I'm like, guys, there was literally a sign saying Pocahontas Campground. And you went the other trail. The one that says it goes around the mountain. I'm like, how how are you expecting to find me? I'm glad they turned back after an hour, like half an hour, an hour, because if they hadn't, they would have. We would have had to go looking for them. That 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 trail gets a little complicated as you get a couple hours down it. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to sit at the campfire and wait. Well, you should, like the well, you guys, you were gonna meet me at the. You guys were gonna meet. Oh me yeah, at we the were gonna trail. meet you at the I, bottom because there's uh, yeah, pictures cause you got, there. I I had already um I had already uh packed all my stuff and loaded it into your guys' vehicles because the missus had taken a, our vehicle. And I was like, well, you guys are going to be a while. And you guys were. You guys had, like, barely even started packing. So I was like... I mean, I no, you and I you was done. Merlin and well, everybody like, Merlin else. was done with us. But, like, again, fucking Mike. <laughs> everybody else was going to take a while. I asked how long they were going to be. Like, well, we're going to be 45 minutes. I'm like, okay, well, it only takes 45 minutes to get down there. So I should be good. And if there hadn't been the bees that had fallen onto the trail, I would have been there earlier than you guys had been there. But they, I'd go off trail, and in that section of trail, it takes a little bit get, to get back to get back to the trail once you go off of it. So it, I was about mm, somewhere about 20, 30 minutes later than I should have been. So I tacked that onto a 45-minute hike. Yeah. And they, they, so, and I bet you guys were even 10 minutes late probably, but they waited like, 20 minutes probably and then went off looking for me and you wanted to wait at the, at the the base where there was a picnic ground and wait for me exactly where we said we were going to meet and exactly what you should do. like if I, now if i was an hour or two late if you guys were like if it was an hour in after an hour after you were expecting to see me then, then we I send a search start. party go down this trail 20 minutes turn around come back that's it. And like I told them, like the only thing that I could have thing, like they like, what would happen if you got hurt? Unless I got knocked out, right? Then I have a screecher whistle. I have what's called an SOS bag on me at all times when I go hiking. I have a mirror. I have a, a screecher whistle. I have a flint and steel. I have a, a thermal blanket. And it's all pocket size. I have that with me. And then if I got hurt, I would pull the screecher whistle out and I would have, and you guys would have heard that. You can hear those things from a couple kilometers off. Yeah. And in the mountains and where I was, it would have echoed and you guys would have heard it. Other people would have come down. There was other people on the trail. So they just panicked. And yeah. 
But that's what happens. Like, and that's what how shit like that happens is people panic a little bit. I've hiked by myself since and before that and never had issues. I used to hike in provincial parks all the time. But yeah. And that's why I'm I'm fine going back backcountry hiking. Yeah. But backcountry, I'm not willing to go by myself. Backcountry, you should really have somebody with you. Can go backcountry camping and hiking by yourself, but you really, really should um have somebody else there with you. See, this is why I just don't go hiking. When I go camping, I wake up early morning. I start a nice fire for the ladies so that they can warm up. Not cooking fire. Start a nice fire for the ladies so that as they wake up, they can wake up, come straight to the campfire, warm up, and then we'll cook after. And then I'll just tend to the fire. I'll relax. I'll have a drink or two, maybe a couple beer type thing. We'll have some lunch. Maybe we'll go to the hot springs in the evenings. But, like, that's my camping. At night. You know what I am looking forward to? Like, that's it. None of this hiking bullshit. You know what what I'm looking forward to with this backcountry? It's just guys. And no offense to my wife who's sitting next to me right now. And is going to hate you for whatever you're about to say. They they like having a diverse diet when they go. So they don't want the same thing every night. Oh, I could do hot dogs every night. I I think what we're going to do is maybe diversify it a little bit. It might be like... We're going to pick berries. Hot hot dogs, burgers, and maybe a steak. Yeah, like that I could do. The ladies want tacos and pancakes and like but we're but we're guys we we do that anyways at home if it wasn't for be honest you know what my original plan was for when i moved out when i was 18 i was gonna buy a year's supply of craft dinner from costco spices and ketchup mm. and i was gonna experiment with craft dinner the whole year i would have been totally fine with that at 18 well, I mean, for me, because I used to work oil okay, I have a story about distinct Kusai here. So I was away for, what, four weeks? And I left my credit card with him. And when I went to look at my credit card statements, almost every single day, it had McDonald's on it. That's it was fair. the same order every day too. It wasn't even a different order every day. It was the same food, same order every day. So when I was working oil industry and we had what's called shutdowns, they shut the factories down, which means they're losing millions of dollars a day. Um, so they do 24 hour seven maintenance for about three months, open it back up. They do that every couple of years where they'll do one part of the plant in the spring, one part of the plant in the fall, that sort of stuff. When I'm on shutdowns, I take a George Foreman grill and um, President's Choice Blue Menu Lean Burgers. And I will have three burgers for, like, say I'm working six to six. I'll have three burgers at nine. And then I'll have three burgers at three. And then that's, that's my food for the day. Like, I literally eat the same burgers for three months every day day in day out i have a reason for my weird diet sometimes like i i eat okay i don't get hungry i'm gonna point out okay i i I don't know when i get hungry how i tell when i get hungry is my acid reflux starts acting up and i'm like well i should put food in my stomach it's act my 
stomach starting to complain, complain that way. Yeah, I'm the same. Way. Um, I I don't I I don't feel hungry. So like I can go. I've gone four days without eating before, and I don't get hungry. Like you guys talk about stomach pains and stuff like that. As long as my acid reflux isn't acting up, I, I don't feel anything in my stomach, so I'll forget to eat. Because you fucked your metabolism. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, I can go. But what's something, the dumbest thing I've probably ever done, I realized I lost weight doing this, eating McDonald's. But you know what I was doing? I would I had a 12-hour shift night night job one time and for a while. And what I would do is, at the when I was leaving for my shift, I would pick up a double Big Mac, drive to work, do a 12-hour shift, and then when I came back, grab another another double Big Mac after 12 hours, and that's all I ate every day. I did the same thing, but it wasn't double Big Macs. It was usually, like, a quarter pounder and a snack wrap and a drink. But, yeah, like, you eat on the way in, and then after 14, 16 hours on the way back, you eat again, and that's it. So. Yeah. Or sometimes when when I'm stressed out, because acid reflux uh, is affected by stress, when I'm stressed, my acid reflux adds up, so I eat. See, but it's not because I'm. It's not because I'm hungry. It's because my stomach's deciding it, it feels like it wants to, to burn my throat. Yeah, I don't have <laughs> acid reflux. I just when I worked security, I was too poor to afford food, and I didn't have time, and so I just didn't eat. You would eat once a day, twice a day, and now that's just kind of my normal. But like, and that's kind of why my weight. I'll eat a three quarter pizza to myself once a day, and that's it. Oh, and while we're talking about stuff we're doing in the summer, though, we were talking about that. Guess what I get to do this summer? I take archaeology at the university, and I get to go on my first field school this summer. And because of where it is, I get to do two of my favorite things this summer for it. I have to go camping, right? Mm. Where we are, we'll have to camp for the, for, the, for the site. And to get out there to save money, I'll be riding my motorcycle. Oh, that'd be nice. Get to do and that's actually what we're doing for that 21k hike. We're going to take our motorcycles up to the site and for the two people that are coming oh, that are Oh god, who's riding um, bitch with? Uh with uh, I, I we don't have a nickname for him now. We'll call him uh Jazz Dude for now. Jazz Dude. So we'll just call, just him, call him Midnight. midnight. Okay. Midnight or Pothead. So <laughs> <laughs> We'll go with Midnight. So he's he's gonna be him. Uh, it's gonna be the three of us on the motorcycles, and three of us. Uh, yeah, sorry, it's gonna be it's now up to six people coming, and three of us uh, driving up in a car. You fucking have fun. Is Jukebox taking the Mustang, <laughs> or are they gonna take Midnight's um, minivan? I think they're gonna take Midnight's minivan. Yeah, it's probably easier. Uh, except what's then, nice about this? Cause except then, Dragon doesn't have the minivan for the little guy. She has the car. That's a pain in the ass for her, though. Either that, or we could take her, his the car, and we'll... Yeah, that's true. Just take Cuddle's truck. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll pack it into one vehicle for that, and we'll put all the camping stuff in the one vehicle. Mm. It's big enough. And then we'll, the rest of us will drive up with our motorcycles. Yeah, it'll be a good time. It's going to be fun. I don't know my KLR anymore. Otherwise, I might have actually mm. gone out just for the ride with you guys, and then ridden back. It's a nice, it's a nice way out there. Yeah. Um, getting there. That being said, we have seen uh, an accident or two from motorcycles out in that area. Dude, I but... stopped last. No, not last year. The year no, before, no, 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 no. I had some guy die in my arms. Tonight. Yeah, I remember that. It yeah. wasn't even something I said. He he had a deer jump in front of him, and he didn't spot the deer on the tree line. That's the biggest thing when you're when you're uh, riding in the mountains. He was on a motorcycle, ha- and it cleared the bike, but it didn't clear his face. 
Well, and the thing is, he should have seen the, the, the deer before he came out of thing. Well, if you've ever driven in Jasper or Banff, there is a big gap between the tree line and, and the side of the road. Yeah, but those fuckers huge, are that's fast. What, like, you don't fast, have reaction you, time. Well, you have to be watching, and I've had deer jump out in front of me in those areas. But the thing is, you have to be really searching that scene. The biggest people, two biggest mistakes people do while riding a motorcycle is they don't scan far enough ahead, and they don't pay attention when they do either. So you really have to be, you scan like, was it cars you're supposed to be scanning two seconds ahead? So, right? You should be okay. really scanning about six seconds ahead to seven seconds ahead. That on a motorcycle. being said, though, because I worked on these roads that aren't technically roads and all that, like I've driven places that people should not be able to drive. And in a lot of them, you have 40, 50, 60 feet road to tree line. I have had deers like an inch and a half off my bumper that I didn't see. And I like, I scan, I am trained for this shit. Like, I it's also your reaction time. That's your reaction time after that. He really, when the deer came across, he should have laid his motorcycle down. And most people aren't willing to do that. He probably didn't even fucking see it. Like, I can guarantee you it happened so fast. He didn't see it. You have to be really quick on a motorcycle, and I've been saved because I've been paying attention and, and had a quick enough reaction time to the thing. I've had people try running me off the road. I've narrowly had to lay my motorcycle down a couple times because of what other people oh, have done. I did actually have some guy, although I was in the car and he was on the bike. So I'm passing this guy, and like he he sees me there. Or no, sorry, I was in the fast lane. And these two bikes pass me on the right side, and then they get stuck in behind a car, and, like, we're in the only two cars on the road, so he fucking knows I'm there. As I'm coming up to pass that car, this bike, big cruiser, like, big guy, muscle shirt, like, that typical douchebag, like, Oh, did he actually have a, did he, did he actually have a muscle shirt on? Uh, and no, no jacket? it was a t-shirt with a leather vest. But, oh, like, he's, handlebar he's a, he's a, he's mustache, a, a, and, like, like... He's a squid. You, whatever it is, but like big Harley guy, you know the type. And like, yeah. I'm just about to pass them and this other car. I am passing them. And this guy just, I, I saw him do the lean, like you lean out and then into the turn. I saw him do this big fucking sweep. And I put my car on the shoulder and just fucking lay on the horn because otherwise oh, there, this guy there's some dumb check my car. Like I said, there there are both dumbasses in the cars and on the motorcycles. Yeah, absolutely, it happens. So like, though I'll I actually like I... he didn't even slow down or speed up to let me back on the road. It was probably a half kilometer. I was on the shoulder until he finally looked to the left, and I'm on my horn this whole fucking time. He looks to his left and he's like, "The fuck are you doing?" And then like speeds off. Like it's my fault. He was he, he gave you shit. <laughs> yeah, he gave me that look oh. like what the fuck are you doing? You know that look where like why the fuck are you driving on the shoulder? Because you're a fucking moron. Yeah, it, and it happens. And you know um I've seen it on both sides. And you know but you know what funny little terminology, do you know what um some old motorcyclists call uh um uh cars, people in cars and trucks and Cagers. all that? You know what they call? Yeah, m- m- Monkey cages, because that's what they are. They're people in monkey cages. And not to be thin, it's not always the person's mistake fault, but, like, you're in a car, 
you're, it has a lot of blind spots, and you can't hear or well, see as much. It's as got you a lot of blind spots, and it's got safety, so people aren't as concerned because oh, we're safe. And they, they they don't get it sometimes when they cut you off. I've had people like, oh, why are you getting so freaked out? Because you nearly killed me. Yeah. This isn't like I could oh, get into fine. a car accident. We would have just had a bump. No, you've got protection. I've got my face in your windshield. And you you can ask me and Woodhouse. We've both been thrown from our motorcycles. I have, it's not fun. I haven't been thrown. Um, I did tip the bike once. I came out of a, a ditch and my back tire was spinning, and as soon as it caught asphalt, it just went straight vertical, like nose up, and then fell to the side. Um, but like I have put the bike sideways, stopping, and I've like, done that too. And drifted it's not fun. into a stop, or like put the brought the fucking rear tire up in a stop. And my bike is a five hundred pound like cross country adventure bike. It is not a light bike. And it is not meant to be able to do this shit. Yeah. You don't want to do stuff like that. It happens. And like mistakes, biggest mistake people make on a new motorcycle is they get too big of a motorcycle for their first time. It, like, to, uh, to, be fair, like, they buy... <laughs> to be fair, the bike only goes as fast as you turn that throttle, but people get too comfortable too fast. Well, it's the slow controls too as well. When they come to a stop and they slow down, they can't keep the balance of the oh, bike. Oh, the heavy bike, the faster, yeah. Yeah, like um, I've talked to instructors who test, and they like they they say like people will give their sons like their first time riding a motorcycle, they'll buy a new motorcycle, never driven, and get an eight hundred pound to a eleven hundred pound motorcycle, mm-hmm. and have never ridden it before, and they go for their test, and they come to like a stop, like a red light, and drop or stopping it. at coming out of a thing, and they if fall, they've had to help one the one guy said he had to help a sixteen year old kid whose dad lent him his Vulcan, which is an eleven hundred pound motorcycle. To do his test, never driven in the motors on the motorcycle before, yeah. and came, got it out of the parking lot fine. He stopped at the park the, the, at the edge of the parking lot fine, but when he came to a red light, it fell over and pinned him on the ground. Yeah. See, I again, I am a very large person. Like I'm obviously I'm heavy, but I'm like six foot four. So I mean. I'm not a small guy in any measurement. That bike was that bike was probably a little small for you. The KL No, no, it was perfect because it was a very vertical bike and I Oh, no, I'm talking about the engine size. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, like I lacked power once I you hit were, the highway. But yeah, what you, I'm you saying were, is like were, uh, it's a 500 pound bike and it's extremely tall. If you've ever seen a KLR in person, fuck oh, yeah. are they yeah, tall. I have. Um, but for me, like I can handle that. If I was on a sports bike, it would be like a fucking toy. But, like, I've seen people very, very tiny ride those bikes with very, very little experience. And, like, I'm afraid that those bikes are going to crush the guy. So. Yeah. Well, I'm going to leave you with the misses here. Um, no, I'm leaving. No, we're actually all leaving because I've got Schulte coming over. I'm yeah. going to finish Baymax today. Yeah, I have, I have to go... Um... Uh, move my art projects out of my classroom. Oh, they're, God. They're, 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 they're like, yeah, I have to find call um Woodhouse here soon to borrow his truck because we have to take out the t- the, the 1982 Mitsubishi uh, rear projector TV TV that I brought, 36 inch. Okay, well before you start talking about all that, because I know you'll never stop. No, is... I'm just mentioning that because you <laughs> thought it was. I had you going I for a while thinking a that it was. Yeah. So, okay, you're going to start talking again, and before you do, I'm just cutting you off. This is a very okay, let's say, unconventional let's podcast for us, just kind of a chat as opposed to any real Well, we topics. talked about summer stuff. We talked about things we did in the summer, what we do, who we yeah. are. 
So there Some was no video games. Spring topics. There's no video games. There's no news, anything like that. But hope you but guys this enjoyed still can it. Consider, um, if you yeah, did, and this let can us still be considered geeky. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps going. <laughs> if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you guys yeah, did yeah. enjoy it, leave a mention in the comments, and maybe we can do more of just this style of format. If you guys like the like the electronics and the new stuff more, let us know that. Uh, maybe we'll split and start doing two a week. Yeah. Well, I'll point out this is still we this is still following our general topics. This is hiking, camping, carnies. This can all be considered geeky and nerdy topics. And we went into like being what we consider geeky level, uh, to, uh, information on each of these topics. So yes, we did add personal stuff into it, but it still follows our our general topics of yeah, okay, geeky and nerdy. Kusa is stretching, but anyways, I'm sure. Well, hey, well, I'm gonna you, sign off. Ner- um, yeah, but. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it, and I'm going to make Kasai stop talking before he just keeps going. You are Anyways, welcome. Anyways, this is, this is the Stink Kasai. Goodbye. This is Scufflewick. I am now the second prettiest. The, oh, the no, even lower than that. The missus, <laughs> you got to say bye. Oh, she she disappeared on us. All right, well, the missus says she... bye, so I'm back to the prettiest. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. See you. Thank you for listening to Podcast TBD. If you're on iTunes, be sure to subscribe to us and leave us a five-star rating. We'll read your review on the show. If there's anything you want us to talk about or just want to be a part of the conversation, then tweet at us at the Podcast TBD, or comment on our Facebook at Podcast TBD. Thanks again, and until next time.